This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship, and I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Kevin Lowry, who is the um, chairman of the board for St. Gabriel Radio and also um, is um, C- C- CFO. CFO of Rev Local. Right. So wonderful. It's so great. I've been looking forward to having you on. Um, so it's, a, it's such a great job because I run into you at St. Gabriel all the time, and I'm right. like, oh, I got to get him on. I got to get him on. So finally, I'm glad it all worked out. Um, as we begin this conversation, let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks um, for the gift of creation um, that you have wondrously made us and are still wondrously making us, especially through the gift of your Holy Spirit in Christ. We ask, O oh Lord, that you open our hearts to um, your word and that you open our eyes um, to see your presence in our life and help us, O Lord, to always entrust ourselves to you and your gentle guidance of our life. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Kevin, um, as we begin, um, if you could share with us your story of faith, maybe how you came to know the Lord. I know I've heard snippets of it, so I'm, I'm really excited to hear um, this beautiful journey that the Lord um, has <laughs> yeah, put beautiful. You on. Sometimes not easy. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm originally from the Toronto, Canada area. Um, I, I've been told by reputable sources that I, I've done a great job picking my parents, <laughs> and uh, I just uh, my parents are truly some of the most just wonderful people, and and in so many ways really faithful people, you know, over many, many decades. And they um, they were missionaries in Nigeria before I was born. And then uh, and then they they had me, um, they, they joke that I'm half Nigerian maybe because I might have <laughs> been conceived there. But uh, my, my dad was a Presbyterian minister, among other things. He got his undergraduate degree in history, got a graduate degree in theology, was ordained, and then uh, then they went to Nigeria, came back, and and so logically he then went to uh, to MIT and got a PhD in business. So after that, he went into academia for a while, and um, he and my mom were in a, uh, a Catholic prayer group, and they just started having sort of positive experiences with Catholics, you know. And it, you know, it was interesting because in Nigeria, the uh, civil war had broken out, and they were really impressed with the fact that only the Catholic religious stayed there. Mm. And then in this prayer group, they met more Catholics who were really sort of alive with the faith, and they had a friend who was a, a prominent evangelical author who said, look, you know, if you really want to learn about prayer, you got to go talk to the Catholics. So there was just these these sort of witnesses over the course of time with Catholics that I think led my parents to be very open to Catholicism. Um, so I grew up sort of denominationally confused because I, I went to a Pentecostal middle school, believe it or not. I went to a Quaker high school. Um, most of my friends were either Baptist or Pentecostal. I went to the Presbyterian Church on Sunday, and and I was uh, what was called after my dad was in academia for a while. He was a, a full time minister, and I was 
uh, therefore a PK, a preacher's <laughs> kid, you know. So I was really, really rebellious and bad when I was a teenager. And uh, my dad read a magazine uh, published, interestingly, by our Sunday Visitor, which, you know, I, I'm, I love that organization. I'm on their board now. But it was called New Covenant, and it was uh, about the, the charismatic renewal. Um, and they had an article about Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio. And my dad read this article, and I was um, – I, I graduated from high school kind of early. I was 16 years old. And I'll never forget my dad coming to me, and he said, hey, how would you like to check out this little Catholic university in, in Ohio? And I said, okay, wait a minute. You know, let me give this some thought. First of all, you want me to go to school in a different country, you know, seven hours away from you and mom, and I get to take some school, you know, time off school to go check this out, and, and we'll go down there. I said, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's go. So we went down to Franciscan. And not to my credit, uh, I sought out the, um, the the pub on campus. This was now this was a while ago. They don't have this going on anymore. But um, I found I discovered that American beer was very inexpensive. It was like fifty cents a can. I think I had five <laughs> bucks in my pocket, so I was ready to go. You know, and I met these really cool guys in uh, these bright red T-shirts that said TKE on the front. And they they took me out and basically got me completely blasted. And I thought, this is the greatest school on the planet. This is where I want to go, and it's going to be epic. You know, it's going to be awesome. So I ended up going to Franciscan. I was I, again sixteen years old. I won the billiard championship uh, in my in my freshman year, but did little else. You know, and by my third semester. Because of my pursuit of the social aspects of the school, I got a .549 GPA uh, because they had these arbitrary rules about going to class, you know, <laughs> and things like that. So I completely flunked out, and and it was, in a way, the best thing that's ever happened to me because I had to go back up to Canada, very much humiliated, and uh, and I had to go get a job because I, you know, there there was no way I was going anywhere else. So I got a job at Sony by, you know, by the grace of God, had a, a terrific experience there, worked there for about three and a half years and, and really sort of learned a work ethic, you know, um, and decided at some point, well, I need an MBA because that's what all the cool executives at Sony have. So I need one of those. And I wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I figured, oh, well, I guess I have to figure, you know, finish my undergrad first. Right. So I started applying to universities, and uh, I, I know you'll be shocked by this, but they weren't jumping up and down to have <laughs> me because my grades were so bad from the first time around, of course. So uh, as it turned out, the only place on the planet that would take me was Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio. So I went back there when I was, uh, I was about 21 at this point, and a couple things changed. First of all, I met the most beautiful American girl that I've ever seen in my life. And I started dating her, and she became uh, the motivation to really do well. And, of course, this time, again, I had a work ethic, and so I worked, worked really, really hard. Um, but I also had to take Catholic theology courses. And much to my chagrin, I was not happy about this because at this point, again, I, you know, sort of in a rebellious phase, I didn't doubt the existence of God. But at the same time, I just wanted to kind of keep him at arm's length and have some fun. Um, but uh, little by little, uh, I took, along with the super cute American girl, we took uh, an ethics course. 
And as it turned out, it was mostly about humane vitae. And, and of course, this is completely foreign to me, you know, as a, as a Presbyterian, I'm going into this class and I'm saying, what's the matter with you people? You know, this is a complete non-issue. Why are we even talking about this? This is stupid. And again, little by little, I, I had to, of course, learn the material well enough to pass the class. So I had to read it and I had to, you know, study and reflect on it. And over the course of time in this course, I, I went from being just, you know, violently uh, you know, repulsed to sort of mildly intrigued to kind of interested to, wow, I think maybe they're onto something. Because I had never heard any of the arguments at all about, you know, I just thought birth control was sort of, a, you know, that was the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know. So uh, fast forward a little bit, I, I, I graduated the super cute American girl and I got married and we started having kids at a furious pace. Our first three kids were born in two years and eight months. And we started, we decided, we moved to Cleveland to sort of split the difference. She's from, interestingly, Toronto, Ohio, uh-huh. you know, and so logically we moved to Cleveland, right, to sort of split the dif- distance between our parents. And we decided that it was time to get serious about our faith. And I had graduated with a degree in accounting, so I started a CPA firm up in Cleveland. And we decided that we needed to start looking at different churches, so, and this sounds so scandalous. We went church shopping. You know, we really, we, we just sort of tried, sampled all kinds of different churches. We went to a Presbyterian church. We went to a Baptist church, a four gospel, you know, a full gospel church. Uh, we did, we went to a Catholic church. And, and our impression at that point, even though we'd been sort of warmed up in some ways, it, it just seemed very cold and, you know, people sort of running each other over trying to get to the parking lot after mass. And stuff. It, it was really just a foreign experience because many of the churches we had been to over the course of time were very warm and welcoming. So, um, you know, so we went through this whole thing. And then uh, in, out of the middle of nowhere, my dad, the Presbyterian minister, gets invited to the Vatican because just out of the clear blue sky, he had he had uh, created this what was called a Find It Bible. It was a, a CD-ROM product. This is back in the day when this was sort of new technology. It had about twelve different translations of the Bible on it, and it started selling very well over in Europe. And his European distributor called him and said, "Hey, how'd you like to come over and meet Pope John Paul II?" <laughs> and my dad said, "Well, yeah, sure. You know, I'll I'll come over." And so he did. He he went over. He had just a wonderful meeting with with uh, Saint John Paul, and said uh, when he got back, he said it was like meeting an old friend. Hmm. And he said he was really blown away by the holiness that he found there, which was not really his expectation. So uh, he came back and wrote an article in the Presbyterian Church, uh, the the uh, magazine. The, it was called the Presbyterian Record. Um, he was my dad was the uh, the clerk of the General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church in Canada, so he had a sort of a prominent visible role. And and this article comes out and it has his picture on the front cover, shaking hands with Pope John Paul II, mm-hmm. and all hell breaks loose. So there are people within the faith who are within the Presbyterian Church who are are writing, you know, sort of the full spectrum, you know, of this is wonderful, it's ecumenical, all the way to you know, doesn't uh, Dr. Lowry understand that the Pope is the Antichrist and, um, you know, and everything in between? 
and they were trying to pitch him out of the denomination for heresy, believe it or not. Now, um, we're going to continue this story. I'm going to take a break um, right now. But um, if you're tuning in, this is Conversations on Discipleship, and I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Kevin Lowry, and uh, we're in the beginning of this wonderful story. So until next time, peace and all good.